0: Welcome to the first episode in a brand new series on the Aging Hipster Network. The Aging Hipster Streams is a show built around my current streaming infatuations. Just like everyone else, we're going to obsess and binge over a short amount of time, and then we're going to discuss it all on the pod. We are starting off with a sensation from Netflix. This is episode one of the Aging Hipster Streams. Love is blind. First up, reality TV show kind of sore, self-titled, self-proclaimed, Karen Watson. Hello.
1: Hello. Happy to be here.
0: Uh, what is your favorite reality TV show?
1: Well, uh, the Circle, probably. I really enjoyed that one on Netflix.
0: Great. Well, you should have said Love is Blind, but that's okay. <laughs> we'll keep... yeah. I man. can say yeah. it again. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Wrong uh,
2: answer.
0: <laughs> all right. Next up is our is our specialist. She's a tarot reader and dream analysis, specializing in love and soulmate readings. Nadja Tari. Hello. Where, how's it going?
3: I'm doing well. How are you guys?
0: Doing fantastic. And Great. so, where can they follow you on social media?
3: Um, you guys can follow me at Gypsy underscore Hustle underscore underscore, and check out my page and everything else. Tell readings, love readings, all that
0: good stuff. Oh my God, Karen! I'm so sorry. Did you have something like where people could follow along a podcast? IG, as they call it, the kids call oh, it. Right? I don't
1: have a podcast set up. All everything I have set up right now is just for my art, which if you want to follow my art at Jufy007 on Instagram, you can go ahead and do that if you want to. Well,
0: fantastic.
1: I will.
0: Yeah. Um, and then last up, joining us is a very special guest, Andy Rickert, contestant from season one. Welcome, Andy. How are you doing?
2: I'm well. How and are you? Two,
0: I'm doing well as well. Uh, so what do you have going on? I, so you are a contestant of uh, season one, but that is not just what you are. What do you do? And your time away from Love Is Blind.
2: My time is away from Love Is Blind. It's funny because I was filmed like a year and a half ago. Um, I'm actually a personal trainer, uh, which is a uh, you know something I tried to do the big boy big boy job thing for a long time, uh, or for a little while actually, only a few years, and I, I just hated it. So um, I was a history major in college, pretty useless degree. So, uh, but I'm always been active. So I, I've been training people probably about ten years now, and it's a good good job allows me to i i write too so it allows me to focus on writing or you know i can write in the mornings and whatnot and it's not really a job to be honest i don't have a boss so it's
0: nice guess who else is a history major andy is it you me Uh, oh yeah later (laughs) yeah i know so i totally understand i do not uh work in uh my in the history industry anyways either so that's pretty anyone um No, it's like I remember when I got my history degree. Someone told me a joke, and I forgot who it was. But they're just like, um, "So you got a history degree? What are you going to be, like an insurance salesman or a car salesman or something like that?" And which is, oh, I, I always accurate. just
2: got, haha, ha, that's useless. So <laughs> yeah, close enough.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, thank you so much for coming on, Andy. Is there uh, where the where can people find you on the, in the interwebs?
2: So my Instagram is Andy Rickert. One and um, I mean, I guess I tweet every everyone, so on my Twitter, Andy try tweet, which goes to show how bad I am at it. Um, uh, <laughs> yeah, so Andy Rickert won my Instagram, and then I, I like my writing on there and stuff too. So, uh, yeah, that's a good one.
0: Awesome. Okay, before we get into everything, uh, we're going to take care of some business. Make sure that you are subscribed to the Aging Hipster Network. Keep up with the Aging Hipster streams along with the Aging Hipster Rewatch. And while you're at it, please visit our Tee Public storefront and get yourself a dang shirt. Visit wwwtpubliccom slash user slash Aging Hipster. Also, if you would like to, please write in questions or leave a message on the Love is Blind Google voicemail. Email me at AgingHipsterNetwork at gmail.com or call 512-666-9165 and leave me a three-minute voicemail We will answer each and every question on the air. Lastly, I wanted to give a shout out to the Love Pod podcast. They have a bunch of more timely and extensive coverage of Love is Blind. And this is for Karen since she is a fan of The Circle. They're getting to The Circus Circle as well. So check them out on all places you get your podcasts. So, a big disclaimer before we get started. I just want to say that I'm pretty much spoiler-free. I only watched the first two episodes. I've tried to remain pure. I don't want to ruin my experience. And so that's kind of where I am. How about you guys? I know, Andy, you're spoiled. Karen. I was going to say I can spoil it all. <laughs> <I've> <laughs> I have only watched it.
1: the first two episodes, kind of. I accidentally, because of how Netflix automatically next episode watched like the first ten minutes, I was like, no. But otherwise, yeah, just ended at two.
0: Okay, how about you, Daja?
1: Um, I'm
3: I'm about on episode four or five. Um, but I fell asleep on both of them, <laughs> so it doesn't count. Oh no,
2: that's not good.
3: <laughs> I felt, I'm, just, no, like, I'm I,
1: around there somewhere.
3: <laughs> I watch it at night, and so I'm I'm watching on my phone, and um, I woke up, and it, it was you know it's. Kind of like Doc, like you said it just kind of takes you to those episodes. So I just I'm one and two, and then a little bit of three. I would say. So I'm I'm still fresh.
0: Great. Don't spoil it for me. Also I'm not angry. far I'm enough
3: to... you can spoil it. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and don't worry, Andy's already been on. He's not on again. So...
3: Yeah, we got to watch out for him. So yeah. <laughs> well, I also <laughs> I know
0: all of the details. So, <laughs> right.
3: Right. but I won't spill
0: them.
2: I'll keep them to myself, and I'm gonna laugh when you guys make the wrong predictions. It's okay.
0: <laughs> oh yeah exactly yeah all right let's get into the experiment all right the year is 2020 courtship is a barren wasteland smartphone dating apps have caused an entire generation of people to judge potential mates according to their ad pics and cute selfies taken in the bathroom mirrors has society become <laughs> too superficial are we unable to form emotional attachments with someone without knowing how many ig followers they have andy here's the question is this accurate has tender and grinder broken dating
2: Tinder and Grinder.
0: <laughs> well, I'm just saying I've that they, like, seen,
2: <laughs> not, well I think so. I've seen Grinder accounts and it's mostly dick pics. So I think Grinder has. Nice. I think Tinder mostly has to. Like, I mean, but also I always treated Tinder and like Bumble and stuff like that as an actual dating app. Like I would go on dates. I wasn't just like. I mean, I know a lot of guys just pursue sex on it, but I would actually try to get face off them. So I mean, I it like harmony or something like that. That's what I did before. But then again, I was going out with a girl on Bumble right before I left for the show. We, I mean, we broke up. I didn't, like, stay with her. But, like, I mean, that's how I was dating beforehand. I didn't like it, but that's how it works. I'd rather meet someone organically. So,
0: How about you, Karen?
1: Honestly, I think that Facebook, the combination of social media, Tinder, and all that is what's really ruined like relationships and dating stuff like that. Like, yeah, like you said, Tinder and Grinder for me at least ends up in dudes after like the you know certain amount of messages like on bumble and stuff that you had to do is receiving a picture of a penis. At least they've made that illegal in Texas now though. So five hundred dollar fines for all of you. Don't be really? doing that. Nobody actually wants it. Uh and for that. me I also prefer to meet people organically uh i don't i've never actually met up with anybody off of any dating app because they all some kind of red flag or just seem creepy to me
0: and how about you Dodger?
1: um i
3: prefer to meet people out and about as well i'm old-fashioned so i enjoy going out and meeting people live and in the flesh and you know getting that feeling their energy and everything around me. But I can't pretend that I don't use dating apps because I do. I have definitely, um, you know, done some online dating. But for me, when it gets to move off the app and then I give them my phone number and they text me for some reason, I instantly lose interest. I don't know what it is. So I've never really made it past that second round. So I just prefer to go out and meet someone.
0: I, I might be dating myself, but I have not used any of that stuff i i did it the old-fashioned way i dated I, people i worked with you know that's how it's supposed to be done yeah
1: that's <laughs> <funny>. <laughs> I, <agree with>
3: that. <laughs> I definitely agree with that
0: and so by the time all this stuff kind of came on the horizon i was already i was already in a relationship so it's all kind of so that's why i said tender and grinder because that's all i know i didn't know anything about bumble or anything like that i'm just an old fogey that happens to know how to use a computer enough to do a podcast. So I'm just kind of bumbling my way through. So, anyways, it sounds like it's pretty dire out there. And to save us comes Nick and Vanessa Lachey with the experiment. 15 men, 15 women, 15 pods with well stocked mini bars. They posit that to try- find true love, you need to know the person within first. And to find that person, you need to be locked in an increasingly drunken conversation for 10 straight days without seeing what they look like. That is the experiment. So, Andy, is love blind, really?
2: (laughs) Not for me, man. Um, So, like, I think it's just a a wall of averages type thing. So, you know, I don't give any spoilers, but there are people that met and built their relationships and got married and stuff like that. I didn't. I actually, so little, I actually met my girlfriend a week after the show ended through a cast member. Um, so I don't think love is blind, to be honest, but I, I think it's possible. Maybe I just, it didn't work out for me. Like if I had gotten engaged to any of the girls in the show, I know I would have been divorced by now. So, um, I mean, I can't speak for everyone. For me, it didn't work out, but I think it's more of like, like I said, like a law of average thing. like if you throw enough people in there, like if I talked to a thousand girls, I probably would have well, met one I wanted to marry. But out of fifteen, no.
0: Right, Karen Nadja is love blind.
3: And well, you know, oh. I <laughs> when I was younger, and I mean like teenage years. I used to date guys over the phone that I never saw before. Um, I mean, of course, I was a teenager, but I did used to fall in love with the voice. You know, there'll be a guy, and we would talk on the phone, you know, for hours, and I would that he would become my boyfriend. We had never met before, and it was a voice. So I think love is blind to a certain degree. I have fallen in love with the voice before, but I think that once I finally saw them, I was like, okay. Love actually has eyes. It's not blind. <laughs> so, uh um, I don't know. I don't know. i in an experiment like that experiment like that, I don't think that that will work for me.
1: <laughs> I think that love can be blind. Like the first relationship I think I was ever in, kind of when I was like thirteen was on Gaia online to somebody I'd never actually seen in real life that really? lasted about three years. <laughs> <I> loved them <laughs> but then you know, I decided to. You know, start looking at people in my real life.
0: All right. Well, it seems like love is not blind. But let's get into some questions <laughs> with Andy. Andy, so how did you get onto the show? What was the process like?
2: So I uh, was driving home from work one day. Or not work. I was going at a welding, I was in welding school. Um, it's a weird other story. But I got uh, hit up on Instagram by a casting agent. And it was the weirdest really? message. Yeah. It was weird because I don't have like a big Instagram. I think I had like 200 followers or something like that at the time. And, um, uh, yeah, it was just a message that almost seemed like a scam to be honest. It was like, Hey, you know, I'm reaching out for a major, uh, network and it was a dating show. And so, you know, I kind of looked at it for a few minutes and kind of thought about it and I was like, all right, I'll do this Might as well. And then, so I did a Skype interview with, um, a woman named Moira. who was really nice. She was great. And, um, I didn't think anything of it. To be honest, like I was like, nah, there's. I've never won like a raffle in my life or anything. So I just figured it's just something I tried <laughs> out for and move on. So and then I got, I don't know, I did a series of interviews and kept going on. I don't know. I won the interviews, I guess. I don't know. But it worked out.
0: So the moral of the story is to answer everything that comes on Answer Instagram. every
2: message ever <laughs> on Instagram. Every well, DM ever. That's a great show, yeah, I know. take
0: it all seriously. Yeah.
2: Now that the show okay, so- has come out, if you saw my DM, no. <laughs> but but <laughs> yeah. when you get a random message from a uh, casting agent, I would probably read it and message and, mm-hmm. and and reply back. You know.
0: So were you there for about ten days? Is that true?
2: So I was part of the first group that was actually cut. So I was there for a oh. week.
0: Oh, so there's, there's cut. Other guys. Okay.
2: Yeah, and we didn't know there was going to be cuts. And so I didn't know there was going to be a, like, we were all told there was going to be a two-week finish line. It wasn't like the girls voted you off. It wasn't like this Bachelor thing where you got a rose or something like that. It was more like what the producers wanted to make a, a series out of. So, right. I mean, I know you guys don't want to this, but I was talking to a lot of the same girls that Barnett was talking to. And I think a lot of it was that I was not – And I even heard feedback from, say, like, Jessica on the show. She said, hey, I really like you, but we all think you're not taking it seriously enough and stuff like that. So I um, basically, I made that first cut, but not out of, like, a weird, like, uh, you know, there were a few guys that kind of, like, I'm not going to lie, just really didn't make a dent. They were, like, I don't know if you saw, like, the clip of the guy sleeping on the couch. He didn't really do much. There's John at the beginning (laughs) that asked, Ask the girl, she's African American. He didn't do very well. Um, so like uh yeah, so no, but most of the guys there were were or no, the rest of the group was there for ten days. But I have all the beats, I promise. I'm not just, you know, like
0: Right. And so what was what was your average day like, right?
2: Long. Long. Seven, six, you wake um, up with a so,
0: hangover, right?
2: Yeah. No, so we would drink a lot. Like um the first day. I mean, and it's not like they forced it. It's just it was around. No. And it was a bunch of people that were hanging out. It felt like, I don't know, if you went on spring break and got like a a condo or something with your friends. And there was a bunch of free booze. Of course, you'd start drinking. So, um, I mean, we'd wake up at probably like six. And then you'd do your first, uh, like the first day we met up at a Holiday Inn. And then everyone, and they did like a, you know, kind of like they'd bust us in. And then, um, we the first day we did all we met all of the girls the first day, and it was seven minute dates each. So it's really hard to, I mean, that's a hard time to, you know, like try to meet someone that you're going to get married to, but you know, you got to rate them. Yeah, it's, it's hard. And so, um, and then after that, you would kind of take a break and then you'd be hanging out on your side. You know, there's the girl side and the guy side, and they would kind of, you know, they'd be filming and then they would kind of, uh, you know, like, I can't go into too much of how, like, it was done, but, like, they would kind of maybe push push you into certain conversations. Because, like, I mean, it's, like, a lot of us are just hanging out with the guys. So, we're talking about, like, what you might talk with new friends about. So, like, hey, man, you, like, going here and stuff like that. So, it wasn't, like, pertinent to the show. So, they wanted to get something right. pertinent to the show that mattered. Because it's not like we're just talking about getting married all day. Like, this. And then there would be nighttime dates. And then we would change from our, so like whenever you see people in their well fancy clothes, everyone keeps asking about that why we're wearing fancy clothes when no one has to see us because they gave us, like we had to pick out outfits for each day. And so, yeah, so we had to pick out outfits and you couldn't have anything with logos on. You'll never see anything with like, I even had a Stranger Things shirt that I thought I might get to wear at night because it was a Netflix show, but they didn't let me wear that. So uh, that's why everyone has no logos or anything like that, no nice clothes during the day. then at night we got to put on like night clothes and then we'd go on night dates. And then that would last until, I mean, we're up till 3 AM, 3 AM or 4 AM. So it was, I mean, you're talking, yeah like, like 20 hour day. Wow. Yeah. It was long.
1: That's what an hour is for a dating show.
2: Yeah. That's, well, I mean, that's really
0: working hard.
1: Yeah, no,
2: it was was like, you know, it's, it's not, it was fun, but it's definitely not easy. Like, I mean, I've never worked 20 hours a day on another job. Like it was, it was pretty ridiculous. It wasn't all work. I mean, you're definitely just, you know, a lot of the time you're just shooting the shit and stuff like that, but there's definitely like, I mean, you're still having to be in work mode, but honestly the nighttime, we were all having fun. Like you didn't, I didn't, that part wasn't work. That felt part felt like hanging out, to be honest.
0: And so what was the opening line? What was your opening line in the pod? So if you got to seven minutes, did you think about it or?
2: Honestly, man, it was, it was hello because there was that weird connection between you couldn't see yeah. the person and you had to do like that weird intro every time because sometimes there would be sound problems and stuff like that like there were a few times where your headphones so your mic would get or your the speakers up above would get looped to another pot so like you would might be talking to someone that you're not even on a date with or you might getting <laughs> i had one where the sound from another date was getting piped into mine. And so all I heard was two other people talking for a few minutes. So it's almost like if we were having technical difficulties right now, and I'm just like, hello, hello, hello. And then so almost every time, they won't show it, but it was, hello, like a questionable (laughs) hello. That was pretty much every time. And then an awkward trying to guess the other person's voice.
0: did you guys request people to talk to again or is it all kind of random? Like it was all
2: all based on the rating and how they rated you. And so if you would have, so let's be like, or not be honest. like my ratings were, so I liked Elsie on the show. And then the the others were, I like Danielle who's this, uh, she's like the tall brunette or really dark haired girl. You don't see much of her, but she's in there. And then uh, a few others. And so you'd rank them. I mean, you had to rank one through 15. And so you would usually end up with kind of like that top five after that, especially if they put you on their top five. But every once in a while, like there was this one girl, Lily Mae. She was great. Very nice. We did not have anything really going for some reason. <laughs> just kept popping up in my dates, <laughs> And so... It was kind of awkward. I don't know if they misunderstood where we were at, but it was, uh, those were some awkward dates because that, that was, I was not enjoying those. I love you, Lily Mae, but I'm not going to marry you.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs> in case you're listening.
0: <laughs> All right. Uh, Andy, I got a couple of questions from the audience. First one is from Christine in Spring Grove, Illinois, one of uh, my biggest supporters, and also someone I have known since the fourth grade. Oh, my um, God. She asked, "Did you truly go on the show to look for marriage, or just a normal relationship and let it go from there?"
2: I'm not. I'm not going to lie. Like I, I think part of it was to maybe look for marriage. I think a huge chunk for everyone was hearing that Netflix that was that they were the promoter. I'm not. You know, like that's just my opinion. Is that you hear that you're going to be on a Netflix show? hell i might pretend to be in love with someone for a little bit i mean that that's just how I felt i mean i think part of me as a hopeless romantic wanted to maybe find someone but i i was single throughout my 20s and i was 30 at the time i didn't really expect to find someone that i was gonna marry out of 15 people in atlanta like i mean i went in there and definitely hopeful but I, i i just did it for the life experience i'm sure some of the guys went on there really expecting to find someone to get married to but for me i just I wanted to do it, to be honest. And another thing, I can, you know, the only reason I'm on this podcast now, so it worked out. But
0: and so, uh, she had a follow-up question. So, how much were you affected by people when people started to kind of pair up? Were you starting to get a little down or something? That, uh for example, she said, "Did you experience any jealousy when a participant paired up with someone that you were hoping to connect with?"
2: Honestly, people were pretty guarded after a while because at first we'd come back, like that was the first day we'd come back and we'd say like, oh, so-and-so was great, so-and-so. And And then once like three other guys said so-and-so was great, you kind of started looking at them and you're like, oh, okay. (laughs) And then so it honestly felt like a frat party where everyone was kind of going after the same girl or something like that. Like it was, I've been to a lot of frat parties, but it was just kind of this awkward dynamic after a while where we realized the stakes of it and what we were going for, so, like, when someone kind of actually would express interest in someone you like, you would realize, like, maybe I'll keep my cards to myself now. Not like you're going to go talk trash on that guy or something like that, but you're going to keep, you know, like, maybe don't talk about us openly anymore because then you're just you you're playing the cards too early. It was very Machiavellian, very, uh, you know, a lot of strategy to it.
0: Yeah, you could tell in the in the first two episodes a little bit of side eye going on between uh, Barnett and Mark. A little bit, I think it was like Mark was kind of maybe uh, being you, a little bit more you open. You can't even see you, all
2: the side eye, man. The side eye. Like, I'm sure. Those, yeah, you know, I'm sure. Those, there's a
0: lot more. Yeah,
2: yeah. No, those two. You know, there was <laughs> yeah, definitely and also, love triangles. Like,
1: Jessica.
2: well, not even Jessica. Like, you know, so like, I mean, this isn't even a spoiler, but the, the girl I met. Jessica Amber like, is, is I met. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. But, I mean, there was another good one. It's not a spoiler because they didn't really get on the show. Um, But there was another, you know, because there was two more engagements that you guys didn't see, that you won't see. And so one of them was a love triangle between the girl I met my girlfriend through and two other guys. And Hmm. those two guys by the end, you know, like, I mean, it had to be awkward as hell because they're just like both about to ask this girl to marry them. How do you not have some animosity towards that other guy? Like, there's no way that any human being is just going to be like, yeah, I'm going to let that guy go ask the girl that I apparently love to ask him to marry him. Like, it just no way.
1: Right.
3: That's interesting. Is Can I ask a question? Is, is there a name uh, that was kind of thrown around a lot? Like, maybe one or two girls that were kind of like everyone's favorite that you noticed?
2: There, a lot of people love India. Cause she's cool. such a lovable Danielle. Yeah. And that's the girl that you don't see a lot. It's kind of ironic that you don't see a lot because, and even like, if you look at like uh, interviews with the producer, uh, the main producer, like she almost everyone had Danielle on like one of their top three because she was so cool. She's, uh-huh. she's awesome. She's great. And then, then there was like, and then it, it kind of, after that, it paired off with like every guy kind of had their own like little thing. Like, you know, like I think a bunch of guys kind of liked, Amber, kind of like Jessica, kind of liked L C and stuff like that. And then some guys like Lexi. You know, I mean, there are 15 guys and 15 girls there. So it's not like it was only like, there was a lot of variety. So
3: okay. a lot of gotcha. guys,
2: like, like my boy Mikey, like you don't ever see it. Like he's wearing like a blue suit the whole time. Him and India were talking the whole time. Like he was close with India. But have you heard of Mikey or India? No, like I mean, no. you don't even know who they are. So it's one of those no. things that... There were connections that were shown on there, and K, Case great too. like, there's a lot of people that don't even show up and had connections. They just, I mean, they just didn't make the cut. So,
3: That's
2: insane.
0: yeah, yeah, they only had ten hours. Like, they didn't have twenty episodes.
2: Well, apparently, in the first cut, in the in the first cut, apparently, they had all of us, but it just looked like too much like a montage. So they just, oh, um, just... yeah. So Netflix basically said, all right, we need to narrow this down. And I think that's where you got this kind of very condensed, you know, like, you know, only a few people getting shown type thing.
0: All right, let's get into the couples. Are you ready, Andy? Let's get into this. Oh, yeah. Uh, I decided to organize it by couples instead of trying to go through everything chronologically. Just to kind of because I think that's probably a better way to go. All right, let's start off with Cameron and Lauren. Cameron is 28 and he's a firefighter turned scientist from Maine. Uh, he's now working in AI, otherwise known as he's working on Skynet or the Terminator. Um, <laughs> and Lauren is 32, also from Detroit, Michigan. Naja, yeah, and she's a content creator, which I don't know what that is. is that one of those millennial jobs.
2: It's a generic man. job create. Like honestly, a lot of their like who gets scientists? I'm surprised. I didn't even know Cam- Cameron was an AI scientist. To be honest, like I'm surprised yeah. you found that out. They gave us all these generic job titles.
0: They gave you welder. Sure.
2: I was a while was a welder at the time. I uh, yeah. was doing that for a while, but uh, got out of that. Well, yeah. it's fun. Yeah. Almost dying yeah. at work isn't. All
0: right. So Cameron and Lauren, they are the first engaged couple in in the series they pretty much dominated the first episode so my first question is let's start off with uh Nadja did you were you able to read their souls or whatever from on the screen on netflix <laughs> did you like i don't know how this works you-
3: um well hmm, when I, I feel like and i don't know if we i when i saw them i was wondering what the show scripted to me I felt like like seeing them together made me kind of feel like it was scripted because it didn't seem natural to me it, I mean it, it was just it was I felt like she said I love you like really really fast like really soon and she said it first and I just felt like it was kind of like I don't know a part of an agenda a part of a script or something so um, that's how I felt but if it's not fake and it is real then i really did enjoy them i thought they were really cute together if it's if they're
0: real what'd you think karen did they seem like the most real couple
1: i mean they both seemed really genuine to me and they both seemed like or at least cameron especially like he was serious about coming in there and finding someone like you know whenever she was like oh yeah i cook he's like write that down <laughs> write uh-huh. that down <laughs> So, you know, they just, in that like certain parts, like, when they were, like, getting emotional and crying, like, at least they, were, they must have been acting really good because it made me get emotional and cry, too. Like, I guess I could somewhat feel it, like, feel their connection through the screen, like, without, you know, actually being there, too. That's what
3: made me feel like it was too much, the crying so soon and... I mean, I guess love can happen like that, but it was just so much crying. It was so fast. It was so intense. Uh, Maybe it was longer on their end. I mean, I'm watching a show, so it seemed like it was all in, you know, 20 minutes for me. (laughs) But I don't know. That's what made me wonder: Is this real? Because this is they're they're really in love
2: so fast. Well, you got you got to remember it's editing though. So it you know like it's one of those things that they didn't just meet twice, something like that. So I don't know what on on what date they talked. They said I love you. But I guarantee you, neither of them are weird sociopaths that are, like, meeting immediately. It's like if I told Karen I left her right now something like that. That would be pretty weird. Right. So, like, um, I mean, I think that...
3: <laughs> I know that it was Yeah, happy. it was
2: episode one. But yeah. But, I mean, like, the footage of me in the first ten minutes might have been four days in. You know what I mean? So Yeah, I get it. You never know. Yeah. But... On my, uh, I'll let you ask the questions, Bob, but I think they're great. I think they do love each other.
0: All right. So that's the first couple. The second uh, profiled kind of couple is Carlton and Diamond Jack. Carlton is so, uh, is uh, 34, social media manager. Uh, his secret is that his sex, uh, sexuality is fluid. He does not tell Diamond Jack at all. Diamond Jack is a uh, 28 professional basketball dancer. I wonder if she's with the Hawks. Maybe. Anyways. She is. She is. is. I can confirm that. Cool. Pretty good young team. But anyways, uh, Barnett finds out that Diamond Jack is not a stripper very early on. Very unfortunate for Barnett. But, you know, that's just him. He's just throwing it out there, seeing, like, who's nibbling. Not Diamond Jack. (laughs) Not Diamond Jack at all.
2: I think it was a failed joke, if anything. No, I know. I think it was just a failed attempt at humor.
0: (laughs) I totally understand it's half of my life. Half of my life has been bad jokes like that. All right. Humor. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, so Karen, do you think did Carlton not respect the process by uh, not disclosing his self-described sexuality?
1: I definitely do not think he. I definitely think he should have said it. You know, this is a serious situation of looking for somebody that you're going to be with for the rest of your life. And there was two opportunities that I remember in the show where they were, like, really opening up to each other, and, like, she was saying, I feel so safe with you, and he said, you know, the same thing back, and they felt like they were in, like, you know, a really deep connection of, like, knowing and being open with each other, but he's still sitting there, hanging back, holding on to something, because he's scared of how she's going to react. Well, uh, now it just kind of seems like he's omitting it. I just, I would feel... A little bit betrayed by that especially if like it started to get to the point of our wedding day and like I felt like we've opened up so much and I felt like we had the strong connection that we loved each other and then suddenly eventually I know he's going to tell her and I kind of worry about how she's going to react
0: what do you think Nadja
1: um I think it's something that
3: he should have said early on I that's something I would definitely want to know um and he felt like it was a secret. I mean, he felt like, you know, he didn't know how she would react. So I felt like he knew he was keeping a big secret. So I I, I definitely think he should have disclosed that early on. That's something I would want to know, especially if I'm thinking about marrying someone.
0: And so if he's unable to respect the pod, how can he find true love on this show, Naja?
3: I don't know. He started off with a big secret. Right. <laughs> he started off with a big lie. Yeah. Right? So you got to respect the pod. She seemed pretty open and honest, so... You got
0: you to gotta um, respect the experiment from, doc, from the doctors Lachey. All right, let's get into another uh, couple. Damien and Giannina. Giannina, Giannina, right, yeah. Uh, Damien yeah, is uh, 27. Yeah, yeah. He's a general manager of something. And Giannina is a business owner.
2: She's more of like a content creator, I think. Is yeah. uh, you know like a, <laughs> But they said business. I'm not totally so sure yet. what she does. Yeah,
0: whatever. exactly. <laughs> but she is a sassy immigrant from uh, Venezuela. They're not on a lot during episode one. to come on really in episode two. Right, how do you guys feel about this this pair? What do you think, Karen? I'm I'm a little worried. I gotta be honest.
1: I don't see a connection. I don't see any genuine connection going through, like, either of their faces. Like, I've watched both episodes a couple times now. And, like, even when she didn't get emotional that one time, it seemed like to me that it was more her, of her own situation talking about it more so than it being something between them that making that, you know, emotion come through, like with Cameron and Lauren.
0: Yeah, it kind of seems how, with how they edited it, it seemed like they they made Damien seem to be this really sincere really feeling type of guy and they kind of Gianina. they doesn't really seem to be necessarily feeling as feeling as much as Damien's feeling right now not to say that she doesn't have feelings towards him um what do you think Nadja what's the soulmate reading here
3: <laughs> I don't um see a huge connection they didn't have an impact on me too much I didn't really pay them too much attention I don't think they were super interesting but I thought they were uh, I thought she was very pretty you know that's it I, <laughs> I don't really have too much to say about them
0: and so of course in all reality tv they have really they try to make these points pretty awkwardly today this one they had a box as a as a prop which in there Damien promised not to shove Gian- Giannina in a box so, Andy, was I? should I be worried that Damien promised not to put her body in a box?
1: I think you should be
2: worried that that was the lamest fucking line of all time. <laughs> you know, That's was, that was kind of weird. But it was, I mean, I, I would never use that. that yeah. I would I would have flipped out my words halfway in. <laughs> I, I never would have tried it.
0: She, like, picked it up. She's like, where's the necklace? Where's?"
2: No, I just – it was weird. I don't know. Like, yeah. you know, so there was this kind of opportunity to send over gifts and stuff like that. Like, there's a lot of stuff you didn't see. Like, on the dates, you could do, like – you. they would bring in, like, easels and you could paint together. You could send over dinner and stuff like that. You could do all those crazy Ooh. stuff. So I'm guessing that was kind of, like, a extension of that.
0: And then we got – let's go over Kenny and Kelly – Nadja, is this a, a couple of you didn't really feel? Which
3: couple did you say? Uh,
0: Kenny and Kelly. Was it?
3: Oh, jeez! How can you tell? See, you you have a little bit of that psychic ability as well. <laughs> You—that's exactly who I. Oh God, I I really have nothing to say about them. I don't remember them
0: at all. Yeah, well, I, Kenny's in sales, and he just started with a new company, and then he takes off a month to do this show. Andy, so how do you work that with your company, like? You're kind of self-employed, so you're fine, so, right?
2: Well, at the time, I was welding, but that's a very different industry. So, yeah, like, sure. I mean, I had guys where, um, I mean, it was one of those things where, like, I literally, my boss was like, so how long are you going to be going? Like, real southern and draw, and I like, maybe two weeks. It could be up to six. And he kind of gave me that, like, two weeks was okay, but six was not type thing. Uh, the $1,000 a week that Netflix was saying, I probably wouldn't have uh, made up for it that much. Right um, in the long term, but um you know i th- I think a lot of guys and a lot of the girls could have i mean but then again, like we took a risk, but then again you a lot of them are were quote unquote entrepreneurs, you had your content creators and business owners and all sort of that stuff, but I think some people could take the the time off to do it. But a lot of the guys I think like my friend Mikey, he worked for him, so he was definitely pushing like, you know, I think he took all of his PTO and he was definitely pushing kind of the limits of of what you could take off. So that was definitely a strain for a lot of us, to be honest, where we were all kind of talking about what was gonna happen when we got back. Damien especially, by the way, thought his his job threatened to let him go. You know, actually like the Wesley who you don't see a lot. He's the guy at the beginning that like talks about him being short and yeah. stuff like that. Poor West he plant. got back, he was in sales? They took all of his clients. Oh no. He lost all of his, he lost. Yeah, no, it worked out for him. He went on and traveled and stuff like that. But I mean, it, it was definitely a kind of a bulky move for a lot of people because, you know, like it was, who knew if anything was going to work out, you know, and we, we left. And so, you know, luckily for me, I didn't, that long i also hated my job at the time right. so it didn't really matter but um you know it was definitely a ball move
0: kenny married kelly who's 33 and she's a health coach with body issues but anyways yeah i didn't really have any strong feelings nadja didn't like karen not really sort of what do you think
1: i like them.
0: oh, oh okay. i
1: they bonded over that children's book like she just was kind of like leading on to it and he was able to be like yeah that's the one and they bonded over that and by the end of that little clip she was like I love him and I was like whoa but you know she was still feeling some strong feelings there I think that they're one of the couples that'll
3: go the way I think that too. And I think that they actually did feel real to me, even though I was kind of bored by them. I actually felt like that was real. <laughs> 100%. I
0: feel like a monster now, but that's okay. I'm hoping that uh, this this trip to Mexico is going to do the trick because I know in the promo for the next episode, Kelly's all laying on the bedroom looking, you know, she's ready to go. Smoking. Yeah. She's like, yeah, what's going on? <laughs>
2: all right. All right.
0: Let's take a time out because I wanted to ask a question. Is anybody else worried about people on the show? I'm worried about you, Andy. I was talking about it before. As a father of three, I was getting increasingly concerned because I'm not seeing any food anywhere. No mixed nuts, <laughs> no sandwiches. <laughs> Just as time goes on, we ate uh, it our seems like, <laughs> No one's eating. Yeah, no one's eating. And they start off the episode one, everyone's in their nice clothes. And by episode two, they're all in their PJs laying on the floor just with like, so yeah, with uh, little mini bottles of vodka stacked up and like, like gl- glasses of wine. They're just all over.
1: Blood, blood. Yeah.
0: Should I be worried or did you guys make it out? Okay.
2: No, we ate plenty. We had breakfast first and then we had lunch. And then there was frozen pizzas, there was eggs in the fridge, there was a lot of snacks, and then there was dinner. And then the reason that the there was the transition, we got a break between the day dates and the night dates. So we oh. got to take off our day clothes and put on our night clothes. And the night clothes were way more comfortable, obviously. I mean, they were right. like PJs, but they were like just stuff that people wanted to wear. Cause I don't wear suits often. Like literally the only time you see me on the show, show is in a suit. I don't wear suits ever. So that's the only time you'll ever see me in that. And I think that was for a lot of guys that like, you know, the date and a lot of people like the, I mean, like it, it it looks ridiculous on TV because why would you dress up for a, someone that can't see you? But Netflix told us to, so, you know, you kind of do what you're told. Right. You
3: know. Well, we can see you guys, so <laughs> we ate, I
2: promise. I ate plenty. Although I probably ate less than I should and drank more than I should have, but that was my own volition. That wasn't a uh, forceful thing. All
0: right. Are you ready for my uh crackpot theory? Or actually it's uh the family hipsters crackpot theory that our boy Rory, he's a plant to do nothing but get you guys no. to talk about your feelings. That's it seems <laughs> like all that's all he's doing. It's just sort of like, "Oh, there's Rory just you know, like Go do it, man! Like do it, yeah, for somebody. Talk, yeah, plans. tell her, so your, he, feelings. Um, tell her yeah. your feelings. he you he is
2: doing, not man? a
1: plant. He
2: is hundred percent a real man. It's funny though, like so he uh, has really bought into the plant thing. Like you are not the only person to think that. Twitter, Instagram, all these people call him a plant. But so now he just retweets every plant post about him, and he finds them all. He's like really self promoting. Rory's oh. great, very smart guy. And so he is just basically bought into the plant thing. But he was, I mean, that's kind of what he was like, though. I remember he actually got engaged on the show. So, I mean, he he was not a plant. It's just that he was such a nice guy that he, to to Danielle, the one that I was telling about, the one that I met my friend through, so she, uh, they, they, you can see little snippets of it. So, like, at the beginning of episode one, you can see little bits of their engagement. And they, uh, so you'll have to go back and, you know, look it up, but they cut that. And, um, but no, yeah, so it's kind of weird to see him as just kind of like this, not that he, no, he was very much part of the show. He just gave great advice. He's a great guy.
0: But let's continue on with the with the biggest drama of of the show, and I titled this "The Tangled Web of Barnett the Fuckboy," and. Woo! <laughs> at,
1: well, accurately named. Yeah,
0: at the at the center of this is one Barnett. I didn't get his last name. Who's twenty seven, and he's an engineer. Not sure if it's an engineer of like designing things or a train engineer. He's one of those things. But he it loves to crack thing. jokes He's with, uh, oh, and int- great! He loves to crack jokes that, and so, about which are occasionally successful. He is a mediocre ukulele p- uh, player and songwriter, and his inability to make a decision sparks drama. Also, also caught in his web is Jessica, thirty-four, a regional manager. Uh, she loves God, uh, God dogs, and the Cubs and the Bears. Mark is also caught in this web. He's 24. He's an athletic trainer from Chicago, loves the Cubs and Bears God, and also he likes to leave space uh, for his future in tattoos uh, on his body, and he likes to carry his guitar around but never play it on screen. Amber, 25, is also there. She's the next tank tank mechanic. Seems to be kind of freaking Barnett out a little bit. He kind of mentioned that she might hunt him down. LC, 26, as a recruiter. She seems very nice, so likely no chance. <laughs> All right, where where do you guys want to start with this? Karen, where do we start with the this web?
1: Well, let's start at the beginning. There was, you know, everybody just talking. Like, clearly Barnett is just, you know, doing what a lot of people, I think, were doing for the show, actually you know getting to know and building connections with multiple people but i feel like it really started to go wrong when he started basically telling every single girl that he was ready to marry them would propose to them tomorrow or like you know stuff like that and i'm just kind of like right, you are basically, you know, confirming to each one of these girls that they are going to be your choice, but you're unsure this entire time, which, you know, I didn't really feel all that bad for Jessica's character, because how they edited it, it made it seem like she was doing the exact same thing, like she was all for Mark, and then suddenly she was like, you know what, he actually might be a little bit too young for me, so I better just choose this other guy that I don't like so much, because I feel like he has a better... Age gap with me. And I kinda did feel really bad for Elsie. She did seem like she was just too nice. I knew, you know, kind of when she was sitting there talking to him, too, and that she was not going to be the one he was gonna pick. And it's unfortunate, but I think she's better off for it. Just kind of like Diamond. As soon as she he called, you know, made that joke to her about being a stripper, I was like hate him (laughs) (laughs) all right what do you think
0: what about you Nigel
3: um I found it very interesting that he was um, saying the same line to all the girls um I found it quite interesting but that line worked they were all into him and you know even I was on the edge of my seat like okay Burnett (laughs) I'm I'm into (laughs) I'm into you too (laughs) (laughs) I was kind of falling for it myself. You know, he didn't even do much. He doesn't have like a big personality or anything. I guess it's just something about him. Um, You know, it's just a little, I really don't know what it is. But um, I just found it interesting that he was saying the same thing to all of the girls. And I I had no idea who he would choose, you know, at that point.
0: Though I guess, Andy, to be uh, sympathetic towards people, um, especially Barnett, like I was thinking about it it's probably pretty confusing sometimes when you're in this process and you're talking to all these people, you know, where I could see where Burnett, you know, it probably enjoys being at center of attention of all this, of three women as well. You know, Um, I feel like if I was in a similar situation, I would just be and just drinking nothing but wine, just talking to people and making uh, crappy jokes that they're laughing at me. I would be constantly uh, going back and forth. You know, it seems like a pretty tough, um, think. what do you think, Andy?
2: Uh, I mean, let's look at it from like a real perspective, though. If you're gonna have to technically, if you hypothetically get engaged to someone in two weeks and you have three girls that you kind of like, yeah, aren't you gonna take your time to kind of? I mean, I know that it comes off that he was kind of being kind of asshole ish, but I mean, just like, I mean, the first day I remember Barnett came to us one day, we were talking, we were all hanging out and we're all very confident. He came up to us and said, Hey, I just don't really know if. Like, I'm connecting with these girls and stuff like that. Like, he's he's definitely not how he comes off on TV. Um, I think a lot of it is just that, like, you know, the pressure of the situation, that not all the – he had this weird situation where, like, I think it'd be tough if you – someone said, hey, you got to get married in two or engaged in two weeks. And then three girls all kind of met a little bit of what you were looking for. I wouldn't have been able to do it. I, I you know like I I thought that was tough. So I mean, from a, just to play devil's advocate, I I think he, I don't think he was messing around as much as he it looks like he was. I think he was just trying to maybe actually make a realistic decision, and it just kind of looked bad. Well, that you know, like it didn't it didn't come off well.
0: Yeah, I mean that's very reasonable of you, Andy. And I don't know if we have room for any sort of that reasonableness no I'm just kidding about that (laughs) no
1: I I
0: totally get that because there's times like say if I'm at home or it comes to my decision to like pick somewhere to eat and sometimes I just get I'm so hangry I'm just like I don't even care I'll just do anything (laughs) so if I can't even figure out where I want to eat trying to figure out who I'm going to marry in two weeks I totally get it I totally get it but there's also Jessica and Mark that is part of this, which I thought was kind of interesting. And I, it's interesting because I'm also from the Chicagoland area. So when they were talking about being Chicago sports fans, like she named her dog after Devin Hester, which is like a thousand Chicago points right there. And I was like, oh, what? like I'm into Jessica too. And then she talked about <laughs> making homemade Italian beef and that's like 10,000 Chicago points i'm like
3: i had to google that good. i had no idea what that was oh, Italian
0: beef is the best thing oh, i ever yeah. it's, it's so like good.
3: a cheesesteak
2: <laughs> no it's like a cheesesteak dumped in gravy yeah it's like it's okay so yeah i definitely had
3: to google that i had never yeah. heard of that the show. and then
0: they give you a side of gravy just to keep on dunking it like while you're eating <laughs> it it just like falls apart in your yeah, hands so, good. so like i didn't it's sloppy. And that's kind of like their relationship. It was sloppy. It was sloppy like an Italian beef. And Mark was hooked. And he was yeah. just like he was just yeah. letting the azu jus just, like, just like roll down. He was he was in love. And I don't blame him. Like yeah. once once she he said was... like her dog's name was Peyton Hester, it's like, oh poor Mark, he's done. He's done. Yeah. You know? <laughs> um but the thing is he... the age.
1: Yeah. Well, not for him. Oh well, yeah, he's
0: the big. One.
2: Yeah.
1: He doesn't care.
0: So
2: I, um, I I I know at 24 I would not have I mean I thought 34 was old as shit when right. I was 20 I'm 32 now and so 34 is a little more you know that's fine. But when I was 24, 34 felt like it was you were an old guy or an old lady. Like, like, so like I mean props to him for even entertaining it. I mean you know it's it's I'm not saying that 10 years apart is that big, but 24 to 34 is big.
3: I think the
1: age doesn't really matter so much. Like their values lined up. They like the same thing. So honestly, like I thought they made the most sense, especially since in the beginning, she was saying she likes athletic people. And what do you know? He works out all the time. It just seemed great. But then she's like, no, I'm going to pick Barnett. And I was like, oh, Mm -hmm. this girl.
0: Well, Mm -hmm. we're going to get into that pick, but we're going to take one more time out. And uh, we've talked a lot about the pods, and we're gonna, I'm going to be asking some questions that's going to take all this, and we're going to try to give people some advice. So before we get more into Barnett's carefully crafted web of intrigue, I have a game. It's called Pod Do's and Don'ts. So we've learned a lot of strategy through the first couple episodes, and we're going to review some of these. I'm going to ask, ask each of you to advise someone to either do it or to not do it. So I guess uh, do or don't. Andy before entering the pod start chanting get that wife get that wife <laughs>
2: that's funny because that's my friend Mikey that did that oh um, no but what we did yell was mindset because what? I had heard it on a YouTube video before from this guy like until so we were yelling mindset at the top of our lungs. so we were getting pretty weird. It was like pregame type stuff. It's weird, man. Especially the first time you did it. Like after a few days, the first time you're going to those pods. Yeah. Weird. Weird time.
0: How many times did you guys uh, walk down that hallway to get that slow mo thing?
2: Oh God, they did a few of them, man. It was awkward. So they would do like uh, uh, you know, like the, I think they they didn't even get all of them. Like you know they didn't obviously didn't put the one that I was in. But the, you know so they would be like, all right, you got to walk slower. All right, start up. go back to the end. if nope, you got to go slower, have a different look on your face, don't look so stupid, <laughs> keep going. And so it, it took a while. That was pretty frustrating, to be honest.
0: All right, next question for Karen. What's the ideal amount of cries to have in a relationship in the pod? Do you save it for the end? Do you do it in the beginning? How many?
1: Well, uh, I believe at least three cries before the proposal. Hmm. Other than that, it doesn't really matter when. You can do it in the beginning, like, hello. (laughs) Or like, you know, more towards the end. I love you. Uh,
3: We know who that is.
0: (laughs) Okay, so the answer is three. (laughs) Nadja, do or don't, spending the entire talk session sprawled out on the ground in your PJs with a huge glass of red wine.
3: Uh, I say do.
0: Yeah, that is correct. I,
3: I say do. Uh, that's the that's the best time to connect with someone when you're kind of laid out. Remember those days you're on the phone, yeah. laid out, and you've got the phone in your hand and you're twiddling with the cord. I mean, you see how old I am now.
0: No, yeah. so I agree. <laughs> which which is funny because people just text now, you know. So they people just text. Yeah.
3: It's not the same. Yeah, you used to you be in your PJs and you'd be laid back and you hang up. No, you hang yeah. up. Like, those were the good old days. And the, being in the pod is almost like being on the phone and you're in your PJs, you're relaxing what
0: you doing? and you're drinking wine. Yeah.
3: So I still do. Yeah, definitely.
0: What you're watching. Okay. I had whole relationships <laughs> where I just didn't talk to someone on the phone, but we we're on the phone together. So we were together, you know, so it was okay.
3: Exactly. Yeah, exactly.
0: Andy. Yeah. Do or don't trust other people in that men's room with what's going really going on with you except for rory because you you trust rory and and rory's going to talk to you about your feelings
2: we love rory are we talking the love is blind men's room or are we talking like any rent men's room
0: um okay so first you always express your feelings in any men's room but this one is just the love is Blind blind uh men's room do you trust? um
2: Uh, I think, you know, so my friend Mikey is another guy that I've mentioned that I would kind of talk to a little bit. And then a few of the other guys I would talk to and after a while you would kind of learn, uh, you know, that like who you were kind of. Like, I started to learn that Barnett and I were a little bit competing over the same girls and stuff like that, so you'd start to keep this to yourself. But there was still, like, camaraderie there. I think yeah. it was a weird kind of, like, I don't know. It was, it was a strange dynamic. I don't know if you could really replicate it a lot of other other places, but it was, like, one of those things that everyone was very supportive, but also competitive at the same time.
0: So, halfway. So, you could just trust Rory in that. Yeah. Bit. Roy's the only one that's
2: halfway. Or you could just say, like, that was a good piss and slap them on the butt <laughs> yeah. on. You know, that might be
0: uh, but I can see like you're you're trying to figure out if you are interested in the same person. If they're if, they, oh, if they're Oh You're trying to pick their brain. Yeah.
2: And then you kind of like well, yeah, when they say they're not, you know, you're kind of like, Okay, you're good. You're good. And then when you kinda of, when they're kind of skirting around, because I was, unfortunately, very vocal about who I liked. And then, so you'd see the guys that would kind of avoid you after that. And I'd mm. be like, okay, I was like, uh, oh, wow, you're
0: my frenemy now. Yeah. All right, next question. Karen, do or don't, tell someone you don't want to stuff their body in a box.
1: I probably would not mention it <laughs> before they actually see my face and can read that I'm most likely kidding, yeah. but I feel like saying it that it's probably like somewhere around floating inside your head so he might be a little bit crazy like you guys think
0: (laughs) (laughs) all right Nadja do or don't guessing someone's race
3: um I have a question about that were you guys allowed to ask any questions about how they look I I know you guys they didn't do it on the show you were allowed to ask about how they look
2: yeah absolutely I mean we all we're not sheep like we all definitely ask about you know like you can only get so much of a of a look because like if I was talking to you you would say I'm so and so tall I have black okay. hair and stuff like that but I really can't tell like you know I'm not a strawler or whatever so it's one of those things that like uh you know it, it you would ask but you really can't like let's say for like like Amber would admit that she had breast implants so we okay. would you know like you were kind of like okay this girl's probably got some boobs and it wasn't like a sexual thing it was just like you know you'd ask there was like a there was uh one day where they so basically it would want us to have kind of like talking points per day. And uh, so when the sex day came up, that's when a lot of the looks came up, you know what I mean? Yeah.
3: So, okay.
2: Yeah. No, you definitely find out a little bit. Like it's not like that you, who, who could not ask that? Come on.
0: like it. And Carlton made some, even some sort of statement of like saying like, as a black man, dot, 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 you know? So I, yeah. So-
3: Oh, right, right, right. He did say, like, as a black Okay, right. So, because I didn't know if you guys were allowed to ask each other, like, how do you look? How tall are you? Things like that. I don't remember too much of that going on. But um, maybe guessing someone's race, I personally wouldn't see a problem with it. If someone said, oh, are you black? Or I can tell you're black. Or, like, personally, I wouldn't be offended. So I say, true. Sure, why not? Yeah, no,
2: that didn't go well for John, to be honest. No, like, it
3: didn't. Like, <laughs> it, it yeah, that definitely went Yeah. Her.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so that obviously she's one of like the kind of yeah. I mean, I guess so I'm from Atlanta. I've grown up around. I've, I guess you know, it depends. It, you you know you know what I mean, and you don't ask. You know, you just like, and it's like one of those things that like I don't need to ask someone if you're white or African American. You kind of just I don't know. It's a weird thing that you can kind of tell after a while. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. He should have just not asked. He should have just not asked.
3: That's what I'm saying. I agree with that. I agree with that. I feel like you just kind of know.
2: Right.
3: I would say maybe not ask because you never know who get offended because people get offended by things these days. Me personally, I wouldn't have been offended by being asked that, but maybe I'll say don't to that because people do get offended.
0: And you're not respecting oh, the pod. You're not respecting yeah, exactly. the Lachey's experiment, you know?
3: <laughs> you have to respect the pod, yeah. first. It's a so
2: personal experiment that they put together themselves.
0: i I spent the whole time just wishing that nick and vanessa were just like in some sort of just like control room just like just like telling people where to go they're like put andy with danielle let's see how they do like beautiful vanessa beautiful
2: i I don't think nick liked me very much i shut him down on some movie knowledge so he uh he didn't like me yeah, he tried to call out, he tried to say, I didn't know who Brigitte Nielsen was, and I said it was from the girl from Rocky Four, and he didn't like it, so he <laughs> it down.
0: That didn't make uh, the series either, obviously, so. No, they cut it <laughs> out. All right, so stuff starts going wrong. Just, yeah, Jessica just dumps Mark because of his age. Kind of saw that coming. Sorry. What's this Was this when he told about the tattoo?
2: No, she liked that. Oh, yeah. No, she was down with that. She was all down with that. She mm-hmm. was over. She was into old
0: Barnett. Which you know, Barnett's twenty seven. So it's not, he's like, oh, Mark is twenty four. He doesn't know what oh, he's. Her,
2: yeah, <laughs> twenty seven though. That's a full
0: on adult. Right? Uh. Yeah. Then Jessica, she's like, I made my decision. I'm going to Barnett. And then comes the uh, truther there, which Annie says, definitely don't ask that question. Do something else. And, of course, Barnett's wavering. And so she goes back. All, she like, I think she storms out. Mm-hmm. She calls him a fuckboy. Jessica hits the panic button. And luckily, Mark's mother gave him horrible <laughs> advice years ago, which is something like, if you love something, let them go. And if they come back because hey, Barnett sorry. can't make up oh, his God. mind, forgive them. <laughs> yes.
3: <laughs> can, I, can I please speak on them? Because I, ha- yes, I find go ahead. them the most interesting so far on the show. Because I think that, because I don't think that they'll last. I don't base I don't think that they'll last. So I find them the most interesting because personally I feel like any day she's gonna get rid of him. And so I'm just watching the show play out. I'm just watching for the day where she dumps Mark because I just feel it. I see it coming. And she chose him only because Barnett was not available, because Barnett told her no. So I know that that's gonna play out. Like she does not seem Mark wasn't her first choice. So, you know, I, I feel like that's going to always be in the back of her mind. And so they're the most interesting to me because of the age difference. And because I feel like she's not into him <laughs> just because she's in Barnett. She wanted Barnett first. So I find them so interesting.
0: For the next episode, we're going to find out what's going to happen to Amber and Elsie and Barnett. We're going to find out what's going to happen to Jessica and Mark. And then they're going to send everybody to Mexico where hopefully everyone has sex on on camera behind doors,
2: <laughs> like uh, on camera point of view,
0: all oh, all that good. Stuff. I saw a butt shot though, right? Was I wrong? There's a butt shot and then like a trailer. Something. Dude,
2: you know the weird thing about that is you will never see that again. It was a totally weird random butt shot. You're never mm-hmm. gonna see any context for it. Like that's a, a spoiler, shot, okay. but it's weird. That's, and that's Gigi's butt. I even asked her about it. When I saw her, and I said, What do you think about your butt being shown? And she was fine with it, but they literally that. never
3: covered it. <laughs> You're never going to see that butt
2: again. It's weird. You can't just show a butt and then never do anything about it.
0: Well, you guys, that was a lot of fun. Thank you so much, Andy, for coming on.
2: Thank you. I had a great time. Thank you for having me on. Fun. Oh, I'll come back great. and recap the rest, too.
0: Yeah. I mean, you're, the door's always open. Andy, if you also wanted to talk about uh, more of the personal training and not so much of uh, Love is Blind, you're more than welcome as well. Because I also do interviews. I'm trying to, my, my goal for one of my shows, because I do multiple shows because I guess I'm sort of OCD with podcasting, I like to do movies and all that kind of stuff. But I want to do an interview show where my, the whole goal is to improve myself. And that includes uh, getting rid of the dad bod and all that kind of stuff. So if you're interested in.
2: Oh, absolutely. That's my expertise is getting rid of dad bod. Oh,
0: great. That'd be that'd be fantastic.
2: Well, and also just like the, I'll go into it more another time, but kind of just getting people on exercise more of like the holistic approach. I also have a cool story. I was kidnapped in Vietnam once. Oh, wow. so I can tell you that another time too. So that was pretty. Oh, that's great. Um, yeah. So we can. That sounds like a little story yeah yeah it is the craziest story you'll ever hear honestly it it, compared to love is blind it makes it look like really nothing so it's uh yeah we'll have to something.
0: right no that. that sounds like a great time so that's next time listeners karen thank you for so much for being on today i hope you had fun
1: oh well thank you for having me it was fun talking to all of you
0: and Nadja, thank you so much for thank you for having well. me i had a great time <laughs> all right the agent hipster streams love is blind is written and edited facebook and produced by bob serrano the intro song is written and performed by heartbones so thank you for your time and thank you for listening